Uh, I just got to obey the Lord, and I don't know what the deal was really. I mean, uh, it's just one of those things that, man, the Lord just put something in my heart uh, over the last day or so, and uh, just had, and it's okay. I, I don't never mind. I, I don't mind when I study for something and have it ready and ready to go. Only thing, sometimes it just takes a little extra faith to believe in what the Lord just give me over what I've studied for for a week. And uh, sometimes, but but when I know it's the Spirit of the Lord, when I know it's a Holy Ghost spoken word, I'm okay with it, and I trust Him with it, and I and I do way even the song went, the songs went in that last song. That's why I know I I said yes. The Lord, the Lord is surely in this this morning. I, I've got a couple of things I want to say to you this morning out of a little piece of scripture, but I've got really one main point, one main thing that the Spirit of the Lord put in my heart. To tell you, to tell you, tell them this. And I don't get that a lot. I don't have that a lot. But when I do, I'm obedient. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be obedient. So this morning, I want to share with you, it, it, it's the actually part of the gospel story that I read to you a couple weeks ago, but I read out of Mark. This morning, I want to read out of Matthew, just a, a portion of it. Matthew 14, Matthew 14, and we'll read from verse 22 down to, to about verse 33, I reckon. And for you who don't know who, what I reckon means, that means I think. That's the Appalachian. Do y'all didn't know, I actually, I actually am very fluent in Appalachian, and I speak, I probably speak 10 or 12 foreign languages. Y'all didn't know that, did you? I'm very good with Italian, ravioli, spaghetti, pizzeria. I can do a little Mexican. Taco, burrito, I got a little German in me even, even, sauerkraut, so I'm pretty fluent. English is probably my second language behind Appalachian, of course, amen, amen. Matthew 14, verse 22, the Bible says this, and straight away Jesus constrained his disciples to get in a ship. And to go before him unto the other side. And while he sent them, sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Is it hung up? Huh? I can't hear you, but I'll read it out of the book here. Reading on, it says, and, and, and he sent them, he was now alone, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Verse 25, and at the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway, Jesus spoke unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if thou, if that be you, if that be thou, bid me, bid me to come out of this boat. I'm emphasizing. Bid me to come out of the boat and come unto thee on the water. And he said, Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, boisterous. Now, he knew it was a storm, but he hadn't seen the wind. 
But he saw the wind, the wind, and, and it, was, it was boisterous, as, as the Scripture said. He was afraid. And listen, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. I mean, know it's that easy. It's that easy. Lord, save me. Just to show you that's that easy, the Bible says in verse 31, and immediately Jesus, Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship now, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, O of truth, thou art the Son of God. Amen. Amen. Let, let's ask Brother Angle to pray over this service this morning and bless his word. Lord God Almighty, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, come in our midst this morning in an overwhelming, yoke-destroying way and let us breathe your breath and let Pastor breathe your breath. And say your words in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. Come on, let's thank the good Lord this morning. Let's bless his name. Let's lift him up. Amen. Amen. You, you can be seated if you want this morning. Uh, I got just a couple of little, I guess you might call, hors d'oeuvres or starters for you. But then I want to get to where I've got this one chunk that the Lord gave me. But I was looking, reading this. You read this whole story uh, in, in completeness uh, and, and understand Scripture too. I, I, you come up with this idea, and uh, faith is a verb. I want to say that. Now, I know I'm not the one to be teaching English this morning. But I remember a few things from my years in English class. Faith, and, and one thing I know, faith is a verb. You know what? Matter of fact, in Scripture, in Scripture, if you if you look, there's no reference at all ever. You'll not find any reference to faith as being anything but some action, some acting force on part of someone. It's never sitting still. It's never dead. It's never it's never inanimate. It's no no. It, it's very active. Anywhere in Scripture, you'll find nothing else. You'll find that faith acts. Matter of fact, I'll say this, even according to this story, faith must act. It must. If someone has faith within their heart, as many of you do today, you know what I'm saying. There are certain times, there are certain things that come that, that you, you, you might not in your mind think you should be a part of that or do that or act, but faith, faith encourages, faith inspires, faith makes you move. Faith, faith pushes you to act. It summons you, if you will. It makes you go forth. I just want to tell you this morning, it moves us. It causes us. You know what? In, in, in this book, in this book, and, and of course we got chapters and chapters that you could refer to of heroes who, who moved in faith, just ordinary people, ordinary men, ordinary women, ordinary some of them kids sometimes. And, and their only claim to fame was faith. Faith, faith stirred them to move. Faith stirred them to act in some way. Faith moved them, propelled them, got them out of what was common. Most of us, are, about all we know sometimes is our common life, the ordinary, if you will. 
But, but when faith sometimes comes and, and, it, and it touches our, our, our being just right, it, it demands that we act. And usually that will carry us out of the common and into something that's uncommon. And that's, that's where we even got this big list in Hebrews 11 about common men doing uncommon things out of one thing, faith. 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 They acted on faith. From the very beginning of Hebrews 11, there's a big list of things that went on. And it was all by faith. It was, it was showing us what faith is, how faith is. And, and it shows us that I, what I'm talking about this morning. Men acted. Women acted. I, I, think, I, believe, I believe it was probably 20 years ago. I remember Brother Keith preaching a message on, on Abel. I believe I get this right. Abel worshipped by faith. Yeah, he did. He acted. He saw God in a way that Cain didn't, and he worshipped. It was an action. Some of you here this morning, you know why you was worshiping like you was? Or some other times that you do? Faith. Faith. And somebody beside of you might not see a thing, but because of what you see, you can't help yourself. Faith says, I got to lift up a hand. I've got to lift up a voice. I got to give him a shout. I got to take my time and come out to some house of God this morning. I'm compelled to get out of a warm bed. I'm compelled to leave my confines of my home on a Sunday and go gather with them that believe and worship the king. Because faith does that. Faith does that. I, I, believe, I believe the brother many years ago, tell me if I get this wrong, I believe many years ago, it's funny how things stick in your mind. I remember that message like it was yesterday. 20 years ago, I bet, wasn't it? I bet you, I bet you it was. But, but the, the, the Hebrews goes on and says, and by faith, of course we know Enoch, he walked with God, but it was still action. You might not think it was much, you might think that was not much of an action, but he walked with God. He walked, just like some, you know why we walk with God? You know why our everyday life is, is, is joined with God? Because we got faith. I don't want to walk without him. I don't want to go nowhere without him. It's why I join him. Can two walk together lest they agree? It's why I agree. Because by faith, I agree with him, and I want to walk with him. I want to move with him. I want to move where he's going. I know I can't get there by myself. I know I got to be with him. Amen. Amen. Noah went on. Remember, Noah built or Noah worked by faith. Same thing. All these people. He built the boat we talked about a while back. He built the, the, the ark. 120 years of that by faith. Worked on it. Worked, worked. It's just a faith demands action. Action. Abraham, I don't think this maybe, I don't know if remember Keith brought out Abraham, but I was thinking about even Abraham as I was thinking about it. Abraham, he just wandered. God put, a, God put something down in his heart, a place that he didn't even know. He couldn't even tell his wife. When Sarah said, where are we going? I don't know. How many of y'all women like to follow your husband in places like that? Well, usually you do because usually we don't know where we're going. And we ain't asking nobody for directions. I can guarantee you that. And we ain't lost either. So don't look at us like we're lost. We're not lost. We just want to see what's around this next corner. How many men know I just want? We just want to see what's beyond that hill right there. I tell you, a man's just got to know it might be something. My God in heaven, it may be something just down the road here I need to lay eyes on. But I ain't lost. You'll know it when we lost. We can't get home by tomorrow. We may, we may be lost. But he wondered, and he didn't mind. He didn't mind not having 
direction or, or a pinpoint place. He just went where God said. It was faith. And you could go all the way through the whole book of Hebrews. You could do that with everything. And time, that's not what I come to preach on, but I come to lay that foundation. First of all, first and foremost, and that's what we see in this story. Faith, we see Peter. We see Peter recognizing Jesus. He just recognized him. He wasn't even totally sure. Looks like Jesus. How many of y'all ever go to church or, or live your life a lot of times? A lot of times we got to step out sometimes just that seems like Jesus. Looks like Jesus. I reckon sounds a whole lot like him. Amen. But that's what he, he seen him walking across this, this stormy sea, dark, dark of night, wind, rain, waves, out of control. I'd have been sick. I wouldn't have seen anybody. That's why I don't get on boats. Y'all know my story with boats. I swore to the Lord 20 years ago I'll never get on another one, and I haven't. Amen. I will not. Love y'all to death to go, but don't ever ask me to get on the boat. Ain't going to happen. I, me and the Lord made a covenant. I told the Lord, you get me off this boat. I was so sick. I said, Lord, you get me off this boat, and I'll never get on to nothing. And I, I'm even reluctant to get on the lazy river. Could be a boat. I have got sick on the lazy river. Anyway, I've had, I told Cindy, i got to get off this thing. It's making me sick. But he recognized, he recognized Jesus coming across this stormy sea. And, and faith, faith stirred him to do even maybe what nobody else was willing to do, what nobody else was willing to admit. Faith rose up. I've heard people, I've heard sometimes, I've heard a couple of messages in years past where they, they thought Peter was acting presumptuous and prideful. And, and I don't believe that. No, no. I believe faith stirred Peter. I believe he said, That's Jesus. That's Jesus. He's walking on the water. And I believe faith rose up in him. And then he, and he cried out to him. You heard the story. Cried out, If that's really you, he recognized him. And really, all he was, when he cried out to him, Asking him, if you'll, just, if you'll just say, if you'll just invite me, if you'll just call me. And here's what he's saying. If you'll just speak the word. That's all I need. If you'll just speak the word. It's kind of like that centurion. Do you remember that centurion? He'd done seen that in action. He'd seen that in Matthew 8, I believe. He'd seen that centurion that come, and, and, and Jesus was going to even go to his house. Remember, Jesus was going to go to his house and heal his servant. Going to go there, and the servant said, no, 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 no. I'm not worthy. You don't need to go. Here's all I need you to do. All I need to do is you to speak the word and just say, just say he's all right. Just, just tell me he's all right. And remember what Jesus said? Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, my Lord. I know he didn't say that, but that's, that's Appalachian. He said, my goodness, I haven't seen faith like that in all, all of Israel. Nowhere else have I seen where, where somebody would just operate off of what I just say. Sounds like faith, don't it? And he said, you know what he said? That man's got great faith. Peter, I believe Peter doesn't call on. He said, all I need you to do is say it. Just speak it. I know if you just speak the word only. If you just speak the word, I can. you bid me to come. Hey, I can get out of this boat, no matter the storm, no matter the situation, and I can come towards you. I can walk towards you. I can take this adventure, this venture, and I can move. That's what faith is, ain't it? 
by faith Peter got out of the boat that day because Jesus spoke to him. And you see the story as it begins to, to, to come over into the middle part and towards the end. You see, you see Peter, and he's, he's doing it. He's doing it, man. He's doing it. I don't know if you've got the imagination for it or not, but he's doing it. He's, I've, even, I've even thought, man, if it was me, if it was me, and I, had, and, and I had to step down and it held me, I'd had to broke into a moonwalk or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't you have been that excited? I'd have pulled a Gomer Pile for sure. Golly! I would have. It would have been on. I would have felt that way. Shazam! Come here, Jesus. We'd have Facebooked that baby. I don't know if you got that, but he's easing across there. He's walking across there. And, and things begin to happen. I mean, sometimes, sometimes even where Jesus bids us, things begin to happen that we didn't know were going to happen. Things begin to come up. We, we, we took into account that this is dark, this is a storm. This is unusual, but for whatever reason, and, and I just assume this, but I assume he didn't take into account for the wind, and when the wind came, wasn't the waves, because I believe he was doing just fine on the waves. I'm trying to help you, you that ain't got imaginations, but when the wind when we, that's when that's when he began it be, he began to notice it he began to take notice of it and and something began to happen something began to happen the bible says he of course he began to fear and he began to the bible says sink and of course here, here's what here's what i thought about that and of course jesus of course when he cries out jesus saves him jesus takes him back to the boat that's pretty good, too. This is not a bad day. This is not a bad day. Amen. Takes him back to the boat. They get in. And then Jesus takes this minute to correct or instill instruction. And here's what, here's what we, we find out, really, why he's saying. We don't have to guess about it. We don't have to wonder. There's one reason. There's one reason you sink in your storm. There's one reason you sink in the, when the wind's heavy. There's one reason you sink in the darkness. Jesus, Jesus questioned his doubt. Why did you doubt? He says this, oh, little faith. Little faith. You have little faith. Now, here's what I want to say. I, want, I believe this this morning. I, believe, I used to always have this wrong, I believe. I don't believe his faith was inferior. I used to think that meant his faith was inferior, that, he, that it was small. But I, I know Scripture even if it was small, he could take up mountains. Mustard seed faith. He could have, he could have pulled sycamine trees from their roots. I, I don't believe it was anything inferior in his faith. 
wasn't that his faith was inferior or that it didn't have strength. Here's what was wrong with his faith is, is it, didn't, it wasn't enduring. It wasn't lasting. It wouldn't carry him through the storm. He didn't keep. He, the same faith he crawled out of the boat with was the same faith he could have walked all the way to the shore with. The duration, the length, faith to last. There's no term. There's no term much us old racers will know. And in and, and, and years that I fool with it, and you'll hear it now, if you follow racing or watch it on TV, you'll hear, you'll hear this term a lot. You'll hear a term called, uh, 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 they, got, they got long, uh, short, sh- short lap or short time speed or, or short lap speed or long, or long duration speed. In other words, in other words a, lot of time, a lot of times some cars, some cars are real fast for a few laps, and then they fall off so bad, half the field will pass them. Or some cars, it's, it's got good long-range speed, and they'll start out kind of mediocre, but towards the end, man, they coming. They coming. They just flat out coming. They come. Well, well here's, here's what I believe. My granddad used to tell me that about me, by the way. I think I've told you. He used to tell me all the time that back when I was younger, because I tried to get, when he'd give me a, a project, I tried to do it in like 10 minutes. But my granddad never gave me 10-minute jobs. My granddad had like eight hour jobs. My granddad, you, you, you see all the milkweeds in that cornfield down there? 35 acres? I'm not talking about two rows in your garden. Field corn. 35 acres? You see all that down there? That's your summer project. I mean, know that short term speed is not going to be good for that kind of race. It's not going to last. But he used to tell me all the time. He said, you're a fast dog for a long race. You, you just can't, you can't make it. You, you, you won't last. And, and I, believe, I believe that about Peter. I believe when he got out of the boat, and he was doing real good. He was doing real good. But he didn't have faith for the whole trip. He didn't have faith. That's why Jesus said, you got little faith. Now, the centurion had great faith because he could make it all the way home believing that when he got there that his son or that servant's son was going to be healed. Going all the way home with it. Got faith to take me home. But Peter, Peter, and we we know why. We know why he didn't because the Bible says, why did you doubt? Jesus questioned his doubts for him. I just come to tell you, and I'll probably touch on that here in a minute. You ought to question your doubts. You should. You should. Jesus did. Jesus began to question his doubts. He asked him, you know, why? Why did you? Why did you? And he was just dealing with it. And I just want to take just a few minutes here before I get to the main thing. I'm still hors d'oeuvring it. It's still starters. This is still a blooming onion. I ain't brung the prime out yet. This blooming onion. Cheese sticks. Whatever you like. Me and Cindy went that fast to the restaurant that time with all her work people. Where that's high dollar, man. Man. And and they were all ordering them hors d'oeuvre things. I couldn't even say what most of them was. I didn't even know what they was. I had conviction uh, trying to say a couple of them. I thought that's that's dirty. I can't even say that. But, but you know what we got? They went through and got all their whatever they was, all them fancy names. You know, what, you know what we got? We got 
onion sticks, <laughs> onion rings, and then and when they come with it, we said, you got any ketchup? <laughs> and we didn't care. Oh, y'all look down your nose while we eat our onion sticks with our ketchup. We don't care. Amen, but 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 here's why I want to take just a minute. I want I want because because Jesus thought it was important because that's what sinks you. You know what sinks you? Know, our faith keeps us buoyant in the storm. I want you to hear that. Your faith, if you can keep the faith, you can last. Hey, if you can keep your faith, you can last. You can make it all the way. You can walk through the storm. To the shore. But it's doubt. Y'all know I'm telling it. Y'all ain't going to look up. Y'all ain't going to act like I'm telling it. But I'm telling it. It's doubt. That begins to take the buoyancy out of our faith. That causes us to begin. What Peter said begin to sink. And to begin to go down. And Jesus says why did you? And he wants us to question that. He wants us to deal with it. He wants us to take a look at that. And, and, and so I, I thought about that for just a minute. And, 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 and I've, I've realized that in my, in my walk, I've had to do a lot of that. There's been a lot of these storm walks that I've been on. I've been on a lot of storm walks with, with a lot of you. Some of you I've been on with my own self. Some of them, me and my family, we've been on storm walks. I've walked with a lot of y'all in storms. Many of you, most all of you, if you've been here long. We've walked in some 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 dark night together. And, and I realize, I realize, yeah, I, I have these moments. I know what Peter's going through. I know sometimes, sometimes I'm doing real good. I'm going up the, the ways and back down. The, and then sometimes something will come that I wasn't ready for, that I wasn't aware was coming, something boisterous, something big, mean, and hairy, or loud. And it comes, and for that moment, just that moment, same thing that happened to Peter happened to me. I start doubting. I doubt it. I doubt. I doubt. And the same thing happened to Peter. I start, I start sinking. Immediately. Immediately. And I thought over the years, and I've got, I've got a couple things that I always do now. Because now I've learned. I get out of the boat on these dark nights. When I get out of the boat, I know there's something coming out of that big black mess that I'm not ready for. I've seen a lot of the script. I've seen a lot of the story. But sometimes there's something that comes out of the story. I was like, ooh. Y'all never have one of them? Usually, usually they're hiding in the attic, but sometimes they come from somewhere else. Something big and ugly. And here's what I've learned. I've learned you got to keep the main thing the main thing. I want you to hear that. It might not make any sense to you, but I think it will. If you've got the computer working, can you pull me up 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4? But you got to keep the main thing the main thing. Listen, this is what Paul says. Listen, for I delivered unto you. I want you to get this. If I had a Sharpie, I would underline this. But then I would hate it because next week it wouldn't fit. But... I don't even know. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that 
which I also received. There's this, these first things. Paul said they were some that that was first and the main thing. He goes on and said, I re, how I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to scriptures. And wait a minute, verse 4. Verse 4, and that was buried, and then he rose again the third day according to scriptures. Now I bring all that up because that's the main thing. That is the main thing, no matter how dark, how unexpected, whatever comes out of the storm, the main thing, my God in heaven, the main thing is he arose. He died. He was buried for me. And he arose. Now, here's what causes us to doubt a lot is secondary junk. Secondary stuff. That's what most of the time pulls the buoyancy from our walk of faith. Secondary th things. Can I just put it like Grandma would? Things that don't mount to a hill of beans. Junk. Stuff. That suck the faith, the buoyancy out of our faith. Pull it right. Secondary junk. The main thing is he arose. He arose. He resurrected. Don't much matter about some of these. These folk, I've seen them. I've seen them. They get hung up on some of the secondary, secondary things that, 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 and, and, and lose the faith completely. Completely. They just minute, little, puny. Well, well, where, where'd God come from, Willie? Where did God come from? The reason I bring that, Willie didn't ask that. He asked for a friend. <laughs> he really did. Don't y'all, I'm not picking on Willie. Willie really asked for a friend. A friend. Uh, so it's not one of them things where I'm really talking about Willie. But <laughs> Y'all know how that goes. I'm asking for a friend. Anyway. Secondary, and I got no answers for some of that stuff. Where did God? Well, he just always was. And if you can't get beyond that, you're going down. You're going to sink. Well, where did Cain get his wife? Well, where did this come from? Where did that come from? How would this happen? How that go on? Where's the dinosaurs? Where did this? Where did that? Do you supposed to speak in tongues? Why y'all speak in tongues? Hung up. And if you're going to keep the buoyancy, no matter what comes out of the storm, you've got to keep the main things. And when we go through these dark times, these dark nights, there's nothing no more powerful. There's nothing no more powerful. You want to keep, keep moonwalking onto the shore? I know I'm not very fluent in this. Can't say as I ever did it. I used to flat foot some, but I'm afraid to do that anymore. I've had back trouble, you know. And we ain't got a banjo. But if we had a banjo, I might give her a whirl one of these Sunday mornings. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Amen. Uh-oh, Keith just grinned. He's got a banjo. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> if we do it for the Lord, I'll do it, baby. I'll tell you right now. 
if it's for him. But you got to keep the main thing. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't, you're going to sink. You're going to stink. Don't get hung up on these unexpected things. Don't get hung up on what man didn't do for you. If, if I don't get there, hey, you just got to keep remembering the main thing. The main, don't doubt because some, some other person don't get there, even when we should be, but you can't get hung up on that. Don't, get, don't be like Naaman the leper who said, I thought surely he would come out himself. No, you got to keep the main thing because if you don't, you're in trouble. And here's the second thing I've learned. I've got to be able to live with the mystery. If I'm going to keep the buoyancy in my faith, I've got to be able to live with the mysteries. The Bible said, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the secret things, they belong to him. The things that I don't understand, I don't know the time nor the hour, that that don't keep me from looking for him. No man knows about but I'm still looking. I said, I don't know. I don't know what time he's coming. But I'm looking. I got my eyes looking. I got my head lifted up because I feel like my redemption, it draws nigh. Hey, I do. I don't get hung up on the mystery. I've decided that's his. That's his. If he, there's, there's going to be 10,000 times 10,000 things. We'll know when we get there. What he reveals, that is ours, the Bible says. What he reveals, that is ours. What is his, what is seen, that is his. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. There's just some things, some things I'll never completely comprehend. I, I'm aware of that. I'm sure of that. I just can't quite get a hold of it. I don't understand a lot of things. I don't understand a lot of issues. I don't understand. I don't understand why God allows Satan to do things that he does. I don't know. Somebody asked me that all the time. I don't know. But I, that's that's God's. That's not my job. That's not my place. I don't understand some of those things. I don't know why. Why they go and loose that Joker? And and after that thou, I don't know why they go loose him. I say tie him up and throw away the key, God. But that's God's. That's God's. That's, I can speculate on all that. I've got assumptions. I've got speculations on all sort of things. Don't make it so. I try not to preach what I don't know so. I only try to preach what I know is so. I try to preach what is true and amen. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Now, if i got an opinion, I try to let you know. Here comes some opinion. But the mystery, if you're going to keep the buoyancy, you, you got to allow that to be God. you got to give that. Because here's what I know about it. It's usually deepening my faith. I want you to hear that. Doubt ain't always a bad thing, especially when you deal with it. Because usually God's in it. Usually God's working in it. Give me Romans 1, 17, uh, 16, 17 right quick, and i gotta, I got to get to my closing. The Bible says, Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's a power of God unto salvation. Everyone that believes to the Jew first, and also the Greek, and in verse 17 is where I want to be. For therein is righteousness of God revealed. Listen, from faith to faith. Good thing I didn't put a sharpie up there because I'd want to underline that one too. Faith to faith. And then he says, the just shall live by faith because that's what's written. But faith to faith. There's like this gap. I want, you, I want you to see that. That faith to faith, this is this would it's like a gap. This is where you're at. Gap. This is where you're going. 
where I'm at today or in this storm. Shout where I'm going to be at when this bad boy's over. Right here. Right here's where I'm heading. Faith to faith. It's a gap. It's a gap there. And here's what I've learned about that. When those doubts, that's just deepening. I've learned that. The gap, the gap is doubt. I've got to navigate the gap. To get from faith to a deeper faith, I learned to navigate the gap. The doubt. I moved through the doubt. That's no wonder that's why James says, just count it all joy, give him glory, give him praise. When these trials come upon you to test your faith. All that stuff when these things test you because you know what it's doing? It's, it's, it's giving faith endurance. It's building endurance. You're going to get through the gap. And when you get through the gap, there's going to be a perfected faith because after patience, endurance has its perfect work. My God. And I, I'm just serving up hors d'oeuvres. It's the gap. But it leads to this it's deepening my faith. And I would like to throw this in. No matter the time, no matter the issue. Even when you're in the gap. Because how many knows lives has lived in the gap a while? Ain't nobody going to admit doubt in here. Have you ever lived in the gap? It's all right because you was just on your way to deeper faith. That's where you're heading. You're just heading to deeper faith. Didn't you see Thomas? He was living in the gap till Jesus said. He went to deeper faith. Deeper faith. Amen. He was living in the gap. Here's what I've learned about when you live in the gap. You need to live according to what faith you do have. If you're in the gap, even if you're there, you take what faith you got and you live it. It may not be what you need for that present moment. It may not be in in in, in accord. You might feel you might even think that it's un, that it's not even worthwhile. But oh no no no! You hang to what faith you got, what you have right now. You live by that. What was it? What was it you told me, Paul? Alicia told you a, a couple of weeks ago. Trust the process. Trust. Live in the gap. Yeah, you gotta live in the gap. But take what faith you got, ride it on through. You might not have it perfect. You might not be doing it exactly good. Whoa! But work off of what faith you got. Work off my God in heaven. I just told somebody something right there. What faith you can shoot on my side. Work off what faith you got this morning. If you got doubt today, take the faith that you got. Keep moving. Keep moving. This message title was knee deep in it. Grace to be knee deep in it. I'm going to tell you what. You got enough faith. You might be knee deep in it, but keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving towards it. Keep moving beyond. Keep moving out. By all means. By all means. So that brings me to my grand finale. And I've got four minutes and 22 seconds. I believe I can do it. Because this is what the this I've preached all that to tell you about four minutes worth of what God really put on my heart. Now that's all His word. I think did anybody get anything out of the hors d'oeuvres? That's all His word, and that's all profitable. And I think that'll do us good. But God put this on my heart.
so strong. Did you see Did you see what happened in the story? Let me read it to you one more time, starting in verse 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And listen, this is I've never seen this before, and I know it's there, and you might have seen it, but God spoke it to me. And then beginning to sink. I don't know if you caught that or not. Beginning to sink. I don't know about where y'all come from. But as soon as I ever got out of any flotation device, there ain't much of a beginning to sink to it. <laughs> Has anybody in here ever had a beginning? I'm beginning to sink moment. I haven't mud. Or something like that, where I think, oh, look here, I think I'm sinking. <laughs> I can't not ever one time remember being, and I'm not a big water person, so maybe I missed it. I'm not, I'm not a big water. The shower, I'm about good with that. Grandma scared, Grandma scared to death out, scared me to death of water years ago when I was a kid. She says, don't go near that, you'll drown. <laughs> You gotta wait 17 hours after you eat to get in the water. <laughs> that woman just didn't want me in water. I'm just saying. She loved her little grandson. <laughs> but I've never in all my born days approached water and be messing around, going here, walking through here, and, and look down and say, oh, look, I'm beginning to sink. Any y'all? Do I got any helpers out there? No, it's like a big bird. <laughs> I found some holes in water fishing before that I thought were going to surely eat me. <laughs> Wading. <laughs> Gone. There was no beginning. I remember one time we was coon hunting years ago, me and my brother-in-law and, and actually Cindy's dad, and, and we come to the creek, and, and, and it looked, it was about this time of year, I believe, and it was dry. And the leaves had, had, it was right after the leaves had fell, and they was all over on the side of the bank. And I, I, I thought it was the bank. Her daddy and, and her brother were still back on the bank. And, and, of course, me, yeah, I'm like Peter, presumptuous. Let's go. God, do something. Come on. Woo. I jumped off the bank. I thought it was leaves. It was about six foot of water. And even with the leaves on top, I still didn't begin to sink. <laughs> oh, no, I sank. All the way up to my hat. Amen. And then they, they didn't even help me out for they were laughing so hard. <laughs> they was laying up on the bank. And this is where I'll have to end the story because it's unsanctified from this point on. But I was very young. But he began to sing. And here's what the Lord put on my heart. I want you to see this. Here's what. Think about that. God graced Peter. God graced Peter to allow him to see and to realize 
I'm beginning to sink. When he could have completely, completely been gone. I'm not preaching to anybody in this house this morning. I know I am because God sent me here with it. Changed my whole mindset, changed my whole heart, and told me, you go preach to somebody this morning. You preach to somebody, somebody who knows this morning that they are beginning to sink. Are you in this house this morning? And God has graced you. God has graced you to be able to see that I'm beginning to sink. I'm, but that's grace. I'm going down. I know I'm sinking. I know I'm leaving here. This is pulling me down. This is dragging me in. This is taking my life. And God, God has so graciously enlightened our eyes of our heart and allowed us to take to defy spiritual gravity. Because you should have failed. You should have fallen. Should maybe have been destruction. But His grace to give us a moment to look. To look and see. I am sinking. I'm sinking going down. Let me tell you something. The grace that he allows us to see that with is the same grace he wants to deliver you with. Because there's one reason he's letting you see that you're going down. If he's allowed you it to come into your heart that I'm going, I know what I'm talking about. God graced me many years ago and a few other times along the way. To see that I'm going down. He graced me. And I learned the same grace that he allowed me to see with. Was the same grace that I was able to call out. And he rescued me. I was able to cry out like Peter. Say Lord. Save me. Save me. Save me. Same grace. Same grace. Give me Psalms 50, verse 15 only. I want to read this to you. I ain't got time to preach it all. It was a, it was a good section of scripture here, but I'm just going to give you verse 50 because it's what really matters. Listen. And they that call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver. And they shall glorify me. They shall glorify me. In this place this morning. It's the Holy Ghost word. It's not my word. Holy Ghost word, come to me. He told me to told me to tell you, told me to ask you, are you sinking? Right now, there's things going on in your life that God has showed you. This is gonna take you down. This is, this is taking you down. 
God showed you. It's the day of trouble, y'all. Sent me here today. Cry out. Cry out. Ask Christ. Just like Peter. Save me. Save me. Let me tell you something. I believe for all my heart. That is one of the most super spiritual things we'll ever do. You want to be super spiritual this morning? You want to do something really spiritual? Well, I'm going to tell you what. When you cry out to God, out of that kind of desperation, that means, that means you see the trouble, you see the condition, you see yourself, you see Him as Savior. You've got a humble heart. super spiritual. One of the most spiritual things we can do this morning is to invite people who feel like they're sinking. And it might not be just sin. I'm not talking about just sin. Don't get your mind just up. Hey, some of you sinking in depression, sinking into disappointment or discouragement. Oh yeah, sin will sink you. And God, I know, is telling you that. I know for a fact He don't let us go on without telling us that's sinking us, that's sinking you, that's taking you down. But there's a multi unforgiveness, bitterness. There's thousands of things in this house this morning that's sinking us. That's sinking us. And God has graced us this morning. He ain't shit on my sata. He's graced us long enough this morning that we're able to look around and realize, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm knee deep in it. God Almighty, I'm about knee deep in it this morning. But He's graced me. He's given me time. Just give me time to cry out. Just give me time to cry out, Lord. Save me. Save me. Desperate people. That's desperate people. Who care what you think? Peter didn't care who was in the boat. Didn't care who hurt him. Didn't give a, didn't give a, 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 a thing about none of them. Said, no, no, save me. Y'all can watch if you want. Save me. Save me. Reputation. Oh, tough Peter didn't care. Save me.